Grand Moth Tarkin, I am honored by your visit. Welcome to Grand Moff Talkin' delicately curated, long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga, tailored to the modern fanatic. And you know what? It's brought to you. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. It's really? brought to you lovingly no. in inside of a paper bag <laughs> in weekly increments <laughs> by the loquacious yet not very soothing voices. No, I Isaac. can't deal with them. Oh, no. they're, Isaac, they're, gone. they're gone. They're gone. They're dead. They stop. I can't. Isaac. I can't do this. We have to start over. <laughs> Welcome to Grand Moff Talk. the worst sound I've ever heard. <laughs> Welcome to Grand Moff Talk and delicately curated long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga tailored to the modern fanatic brought to you lovingly and weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your host, Riley Jake. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, Isaac, is that how we do it? How do we do it? Jasmine? Hello! And Isaac? Chicken in a biscuit! <laughs> no. Chicken in a biscuit. Isaac is eating chicken in a biscuit, as you've no doubt heard. Um, it's very loud and, and annoying, but we're trying to delicious. I think he's eating delicious. the plastic wrapper that goes on the outside of a chicken in a biscuit. <laughs> yes. I don't even know what a chicken in a biscuit is, by the way. Can I say that? Yeah, Crackers. I don't know what it is either. Have you had them? It's a cracker. Oh, yeah. I've, I've had them, but I don't know what they are. Is there actual chicken the on it? No, yeah. I think they're just like crackers that are like seasoned, aren't they? That's basically um, it. Oh, yes, I have had those. Well, it's I think it's onion powder and MSG kind of put together. Sounds right. Well, hold on. Dehydrated cooked chicken is one of the ingredients. Oh, that doesn't sound appetizing. So it's not <laughs> vegan. Well, it tastes good. It's good going down. It it sure sounds good. Riley, do you have access to to mute Isaac's mic if that crackling gets too loud? Uh, yeah, you know, I, guess, I guess I'll, I'll just be done, I'll be done, I'll be done. mute him forever. Um, <laughs> okay, so as you can tell, we are not in person this time. We are on Discord recording. But our name is still Anakin. But our name is still Anakin. <laughs> We're not in person, but our name is Anakin. I'm a Discord, and my name is Anakin. We are talking about The Last Jedi. Is this first is this ever. December? No, it's not. It's actually a it, it's not? April. It's not. It's April, right? It's April. Uh, it is, yeah. But look anywhere on your computer. No. If if you were paying attention really closely, you may have known that there was a lot of discussion about the Last Jedi when it first came out. Lots of positive, hmm. mostly negative stuff. It, it was easy to miss. Um. But we feel like four months removed, the Blu-ray just came out, we've all watched the deleted scenes, and we just thought that Everybody's it was time really to settled revisit. In. Nobody's really talking about this movie anymore. Yeah, no one's talking about The Last Jedi anymore. Off the radar, if you will. Yep. People definitely still aren't angry at Ryan Johnson and tweet at him every day. And Kathleen Kennedy. And Kathleen Kennedy and everybody involved. Uh, but we I tell just you what I it. what I oh, love is that when I go to YouTube or, or or some kind of article about the Last Jedi or like a Reddit thread, if it has anything even remotely related to the Last Jedi, there's not ten thousand comments associated <laughs> with it. Never. But if it's just like Ryan Johnson's cat picture, it's just a nice even-handed discourse all around. You know what I love, Jake, is that whenever well, I'll tell you what I do love in Last Jedi is. Oh. When anyone ever mentions Rose Tico at all, every single <sighs> comment on there 
is as far away from being racist and sexist as one could possibly imagine. It's a veritable United yeah. Nations peace gathering. All the characters are just so loved. It's just, it's really great to see. I mm-hmm. like it when anybody mentions Haldo. Um, I've seen a lot of good takes about her. I've seen a lot of good takes about what Ryan Johnson uh, did to Luke's character. A lot of thoughtful discourse on every article ever published about anything. We've really grown as a fan and community because of this. Mature and closer, and we're fortified. So uh, we just had more things, mostly Jake. Jake wanted to do this, but we're all on board. Why? Okay. I like mostly Jake because that's like more than less than Jake. (laughs) (laughs) This is a new band, mostly Jake. Can we check? Can we check in with the the, uh, basis from less than Jake? Please, I'd love that more than anything. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Can we go into the grandma talking kitchenette? Riley, why do you have a problem with me, the bassist from Less Than Jake? Because you're from America and you sound like that. You sound like Charlie Ashby. (laughs) Well, I went to. Shout out to Charlie Ashby from Imperial Center Podcast. I went to England for 10 days, and you just pick up the accent. Mm-hmm. Like Madonna. Like, like Madonna. Madonna. Yeah, this is my Madonna accent. <laughs> it's really great. You sound just like her. <laughs> Thank you. I'm starting a Madonna tribute band called More Than Jake. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Goodbye. Oh, Back in the cabinet. Okay. <laughs> I was just asking as to the nature of what's going on in our Grand Moff Talking Kitchenette this week. Is there anything we need to address or undress? Has anything happened? Well, we could certainly open up a hot, fresh, tasty bag of new Scudray. My lord, is that legal? I don't think so. That's good news. No need to report that. <laughs> <laughs> But has there been any news? Uh, no. So we can close it back up. Yeah, that was it. Thanks for playing the theme for nothing. Has anyone yep. has anyone talked to us in the digital world of note? Uh, we did get a review, actually. Oh, did we? Oh. Let's read it. Now, this was... We've had some celebrities review our show. We can say that. I yeah. mean, first of all, we've had Jasmine from our own show review us. <laughs> the biggest celebrity. <laughs> that was a pretty big get. We had George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> But we got a review from another famous person, D. Schrute. I'm assuming that stands for Dwight Schrute. Hmm. What Maybe it's mean? like D. Dog and D. Horse from Metal Gear Solid Five. It's hard to say, but I think it's Dwight Schrute. Good reference. Yeah, I agree. And you know what is great is this review. The title is great podcast. I, I mean, I don't, I, do we even need to read any further? What a flattering I, thing to say. I think we do. Oh, okay. Well, he gave us five stars. Good. And it says your, your, and so he's really talking to us. This is good because some reviews talk to other potential listeners. This guy knows that we will never have those, so he just talks right to us. And it says your delicately curated podcast has been getting me through work the last couple of weeks. I highly recommend to anyone looking for a mixture of soothing voices and Star Wars opinions. This is a good review. It doesn't say that our opinions are good or bad. It just says that we have opinions. It sounds like we saved a life. He said he's been trying to get through work the past couple weeks. I wonder what's going on at work. Because we know how to save a life. Yeah, what did you do today? (laughs) Anybody else listening? Did you save a life? Because we did. Dwight, if you're listening, uh, please write into the show and let us know what's been going on at work because I feel bad. Maybe there's a way we can help. Let me tell you something. 
Like, I feel like he's getting pranked a lot. That's probably what's going on. Could be. Ah. I want you to write into the show, but I want you to do it by forming new iTunes Apple accounts and reviewing us. <laughs> and obviously you have to have a different account, like name and everything. But in the beginning of your review, say, hey, it's it's me, d <laughs> checking in. Hopefully Can I declare a uh, five-way blast-off winner as the next person who reviews by saying, hey, it's d Shroot. I don't even care if it's the actual d Shroot. Sure you can. Declare it. Anybody who t- says that they are d Shroot in their next review. Are we done with pod grooming? Should we talk about it? I feel thoroughly groomed. My pod, that is. So, I've potted those of the grooms around me and the... Nope. No. <laughs> you, abandoned, <laughs> you abandoned that one pretty quick. He just stopped cold. Isaac, you be the bride, I'll be the pod groom. There you go. Yeah, Isaac, we are all... The three of us are all low energy tonight, so we need you to really, really bring it. We're going to kick it up. I'm, I'm going to kick it up a notch. Okay. Okay. Once we start talking about TLJ, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get pumped. TLJ, who are you? Some woke bro from woke brosville? Is that what a woke bro would call the last Jedi? <laughs> Wait, is there something particularly sure. woke about saying TLJ? <laughs> I'm just saving characters in my life. Well, listen. I wanted to talk about The Last Jedi because it's out on video and video cassette. And I feel like a Star Wars movie kind of doesn't become it doesn't like feel like a real part of the just fabric of star wars until you just have it and you can throw it on and watch all the time like it just has has a it becomes a part of like your home can i make a confession i was literally thinking the same thing i was i was honestly the the thought i had today was like you were good friends you and i you know what you're top 10 sometimes (laughs) i appreciate that (laughs) At least I could do. But yeah, it's like it's when it's at the theater, there's still something about it where it's like it's still kind of out in the ether. But once it comes out on video, it is like it's it becomes like part of your life. It's like it's now it's officially part of the the Star Wars family and it's part of the ongoing saga. And you can watch it along with the other movies. You can watch bits and pieces. You can you can do what you want with it. It's your movie. You bought it. It's kind of, hey, you know what? It's kind of like how you know your baby, if you, if you have a baby. It's not really yours until you bring it home from the hospital. Yep. The hospital owns it until you bring it home. Hmm. That's you can legally me. declare it your own. And I have legally declared The Last Jedi to be my baby, is what I'm trying to say. Here's, here's, my, here's my confession corner. Confession corner. Ooh. I know what it is. I, I have a strong feeling I know what this is. I still have not bought it. I do not own it yet. What? I know. What? You have, have you watched it, though? I mean, I, I've saw it in theaters, but I've not oh. seen it since. Uh, since well, then it's you don't need to be on the show. Yeah, I know. You just what? wouldn't shut up about this stupid movie, and now it comes out, and you won't even yeah. buy it. What gives, Riley? I don't. I, I, mean, I, I saw it like five times. I don't know. Watch it but, six yeah. times. Well, have you seen the you... special features five times, buddy? No, I no, literally I watch it every single moment of your life. <laughs> uh, well, all the rest of us who aren't Riley, I guess, I can talk about the movie. I have seen uh, the deleted scenes, though. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Mr. Deleted Scenes over here. Yeah, Mm -hmm. can't be bothered to give Lucasfilm, who is desperately vying for cash, (laughs) some money. But um, I I did kind of want to just like go around and just like in the now that I mean things on the internet really have not settled down, as we mentioned. But I think for us in our lives, we're probably a little less tuned into that stuff than we were before. 
and we just care less about what other people think. <laughs> so I know that Riley's the host and I'm doing all the talking, mm-hmm. but that's how huh. it usually goes anyway. It's our so, podcast. Why stop now? Just speaking, not as the host, but just as a pal. Um, Isaac, how's this movie sitting mm-hmm. with you now that it's now that you've legally declared it as your baby? <laughs> well, I uh, I named it Bobby Joe. That's good. That's a, that's a really good name. <laughs> it's a Bobby it's Joe, over. the Last Jedi DVD. Um, so I I think the last time I watched this movie, it truly like has now blended together perfectly. Um, it it, it really does, especially this one. Like compared to Forks Awakens, this movie really did have so many moving did you say parts. Forks Awakens. <laughs> yeah, the Forks Awaken. Okay. It was about my uh, my real the re- reawakening of my taste buds in a culinary <laughs> atmosphere. I hate this podcast. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and you know what? So does everybody in the entire world, <laughs> except for those twenty six. <laughs> we, we love you. So I, I, what I really. <laughs> This movie really has blended in well for me because it, it the the first few watches, especially the first one, like I just had no idea what was going on. I didn't know how I felt, and now I really feel like I've, I've settled in with this movie. And a lot of the things that stood out before, be it the the humor or I don't know any sort of the the elements that Ryan Johnson incorporated, it just now it it, it feels much smoother. It, it doesn't feel. Um, nothing really feels out of place anymore. It's just it's it, it's settling settling in near the the top of my list on the old uh, rank the Star Wars game if we're if we're gonna go that far. But but yeah, I just that that's kind of my my general thoughts so far. Is I've I've watched it through once since I got it, and I've been watching it after work like the the commentary, and I still haven't finished it because I only have like fifteen or twenty minutes before I fall asleep after work <laughs> on the couch, and so I'm slowly but surely getting Are through you that. A- I think professional cat <laughs> i'm a professional uh caller after 10 because it's oh, 10 no. we are right not now. we are not sharp we are not on point tonight. none of us it is bad <laughs> oh yeah so yeah that's that's my general thoughts it, it, it's really settled in it's it's really blended in it's uh it, it's part of the family it's old bobby joe <laughs> jasmine I know you've only watched some scenes, apparently. Mm-hmm. But how do you feel about The Last Jedi in general now? I don't think it's really changed a lot for me. It, the movie's just so pretty and makes me happy, and I love it a lot. That's basically it. Being it on, like, watching it in my home didn't really change anything, and the parts that I did watch, I haven't watched it all yet. But just like Isaac said, it just fits right in. People need to calm down. What well, did you, you mention? Something about the humor before There's we started recording. The humor. So the one little humor part in theater that I wasn't so certain about was Luke's little teasing Ray scene about the Force, Ugh. which mm-hmm. it it still doesn't always sit right with me. It's not. I like. I'm pretty much fine with every other bit the entire movie except that one i don't know why and it still feels just a little weird at home it didn't get any better any worse but it doesn't take me out of the movie really that much because I, I think it's funny it's just like like oh are these really these characters for like a half second and then they go back to doing normal stuff and like yeah they're still their characters so 
it's not that big of a deal, I guess. If I could, if I could jump in here, like oh. along those lines, like you were talking about that joke, I think for me too, I've come to terms with it, but I finally figured out why I think a lot of people didn't like Luke tossing the lightsaber and why I didn't like it at first. I think it's less to do with like the beats of Mark Hamill, like tossing the lightsaber. It was less about the moment. And I think it was the music because the music drops out that moment and it's basically like a Star Wars record scratch. And that doesn't feel like that happens very much in Star Wars where they're like, dun, 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 dun. It's like it, there's a, a full stop of the music. And I feel like that yeah. kind of like, are you all ready for a joke? Now, and so I think now I, I wish that, I wish the I lightsaber, the scene, I wish it had like pan down to the lightsaber and pause and be like, I bet you're wondering how I got in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say, I, I would really like it if like, y'all ready for this? If like the, that song came on, it was like, y'all ready for a joke? And then he threw it like, <laughs> <laughs> It made a lot of sense in my head. <laughs> Jacob cried story. Uh, Jas- yeah. Jasmine, what did you name The Last Jedi when you brought it home? What did I name it? Gregory. That's my name. <laughs> Gregory. Gregory. That's a great name for The Last Jedi. That's a very good Last Jedi name. <laughs> the Last Gregory. The last Gregory, with, Gregory with a J. Gregory. Well, Riley didn't didn't watch it ever. He hasn't That's seen right. it, so I guess it's me. I, well, I can really still talk about it. I've seen some, though. Deleted scenes? Oh, we will, for sure. Yeah. I was... I basically just would would echo y'all's sentiments in that it's weird how just watching it in your house makes it feel more like watching a Star Wars movie than watching it in the theater. Which is, I mean, watching a Star Wars movie in the theater is such an exciting event. But I think when you're a Star Wars fan and you just like to pop one on every once in a while... It, the fact that this now just can sit next to like Return of the Jedi and Attack of the Clones, which is the recommended viewing order of the movies, <laughs> of course. Um, and I, I, one thing that we mentioned, uh, I think, in our initial reactions show even, was like a lot of what – like the humor in any Star Wars movie, you don't even really register it as humor when you're just watching it passively like at your house – like when you watch – I think when I was watching A New Hope with Christina, um, it registered to me like, oh, all the scenes at the very beginning of the movie with R2 and C-3PO are supposed to be funny. Like it's all this crazy action and then these, mm-hmm. and these two silly droids walking by. But you just never think of it like that when One you've seen I, it 20,000 times. Yeah. One thing I did notice because in the past couple of weeks I did watch Phantom Menace for the first time in a while. Mm-hmm. And I sat there watching all the – humor I'm like wow so people didn't have a problem with this but they had a problem with the last jedi stuff because that's what i the don't stuff get. In the phantom menace is cringy at times and it's just bad it's because they were 12 when the phantom menace came out and that's almost, exactly and almost what it 30 is. when the last jedi came out yeah. and they expected something different i guess it forgot, they expected like, raunchy yeah. F-word yeah. laden humor in their <laughs> yeah, Star guess. Wars because they're grown-ups. When do we get our, our Deadpool in Star Wars? <laughs> I think what people, like, I understand, like, the prequels were, I don't know. I think if you grew up with those movies, and which I did, and those were Star Wars to you, there definitely was, like, a sense about them of, like, what's going to be the cool thing in this movie? Like, there, like a sense of coolness. Yeah. Like, Darth Maul, I think, is double 
sated blightsaber. <laughs> sated blightsaber. <laughs> and the rod pace. That's my favorite pace. weapon in Dungeons and Dragons, the double sated blightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> and like in Attack of the Clones, you had like Django Fett and you had the asteroid scene and the crazy entire end of the movie. And Revenge of the Sith, of course, is all the Barina's Laddle. There was a lot. <laughs> it was just there was a lot more, just like I don't know, like like a Sonic the Hedgehog definition of coolness in those movies. <laughs> if that makes That's any like, sense, no, it doesn't. I don't, but but I do. In a cool, like you, it's cool because it keeps telling you that it's cool, <laughs> but it's really kind of a dorky thing for kids, and like, but what people forget about with the prequels is that there's poop humor. And C-3PO's head gets knocked off and a bunch of cheesy one-liners. So, like... Icky, icky, goo. My yes. tongue! Like, people... <laughs> I think tongue is a gnome. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. My, My tongue, tongue is gnome! Fat. Oh, I thought you were saying, I tell you, it's a gnome. <laughs> like, why are you I tell you, sir! A gnome! I tell you! <laughs> Uh, that's that's a line from Nomeo and Juliet uh, on DVD now. Um, yeah. Anyway, movies so anywhere. I, I guess the reason why I brought that up is because I feel like people who grew up with the prequels watch the Last Jedi and they're like, "It's so kiddy," and it's like it's just more embracing what it is. It's not trying to convince you that it's not for kids. I say this as a person who likes the prequels. I hope that made any kind of sense. But also. And we've talked about it extensively, but The Last Jedi also feels adult in in lots of yes. sections of the movie. So maybe people had a problem with the uh, apparent shift in tone, even though I don't think that it shifts in tone. I think it just throws humor in with this uh, more serious overall tone that the movie has. But I think that's what yeah, I meant I when I said, but you go. Oh. I will say, I, I'm very glad they took out a lot of the deleted scene humor, because some of that yeah. stuff is bad. And I think it the stuff really they is. Left, yeah, some of the stuff, the stuff they left in ended up, I think, being just the right amount compared to what could have been. Yeah. Do you want to uh, jump into the deleted scene? Or, sorry, Isaac, just, you go ahead. Yeah, just one more thing, just to what you said, Jake. That's kind of what I was talking about, how this movie really blended in for me, especially the humor, how, how you mentioned how, like, A New Hope is there's a bunch of yuck yucks with R2 and 3PO at the beginning, but you don't realize it because you watched it so much. I felt that way last time I watched Last Jedi, where I wasn't like noticing like the, the we got to the end of the movie, and then I remembered I think like when the when the Porg like threw itself against the Millennium Falcon glass, I'm like, oh yeah, there's a lot of funny stuff going on in this movie, but I didn't really notice this time. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think it, it's it's finally reached that point where if if you just watch it enough times, just like anything else, you're not gonna the the humor is there to to break up the tension of what really is like there's a there's a lot of fail, the the failure going on in this movie the get getting chased in space i mean there's a lot of i don't want to say scary stuff but i mean stuff that's kind of heavy and so that i think the humor did its job of breaking that up to where you're watching enough times and it's okay no, i'm done I mean, there is scary stuff there are times when i thought i was going to pee my pants there are times when i did oh scary wow. I think it was unrelated to the movie, but I I just peed my pants a lot. Yeah. I mean, we all, we can just say collectively as a podcast, we've been trying no. to pee our pants more. No. We, we have, a, we have a special podcast bucket we all pee in while we no. watch it right. together. 
It's difficult because we live pretty far away, so it takes a lot of coordination, <laughs> but we, we do it. Can we talk about deleted scenes? Riley, the host? I don't know. Can yeah, there's we? A let's, let's, there's a let's way. go into the, com- the comedy and deleted scenes. That's a good segue. Yeah, I sure. agree. Jasmine, take the lead on this. Well, I think the the one that stood out to me is the, uh, um, the scene where Ray and Chewie are in the Falcon and coming up to the... Uh, where the all the walkers are bombarding Luke, I think. Yeah. Or, yeah. And Ray like takes one look at it and is like, "You're surprised, yeah, bombard. maybe let's let's turn around or something like that." I'm like, "Wait, what? That was gonna be in the movie? That's so uncharacteristic and not funny at all." It actually well, made me mad watching it. That's why they cut it. Don't no. I? I no one's allowed to get mad at deleted scenes. I'm sorry. Well, I got my no one down. is mad at deleted scenes. I got mad at it. She's just oh. said she got mad. There's a re- they didn't put it in there for a reason. I think they realized that it was a that was a bad moment for humor. And and in the movie, what like ten minutes later, we get the humor with the porg hitting the window. Yeah. So it's like humor can work. Well, why are we talking but, about deleted scenes if I'm not allowed to say they're bad? Well, you can say they're bad. <laughs> yes, Riley. You just can't say they're. You can't be mad at them for filming something. Riley, please mansplain to Jasmine the emotion would, she's allowed to feel. I would, gl- I would gladly mansplain from your perspective. Yeah, tell me, Riley. I'm just saying <laughs> they they oh, film they probably right cut you know an hour out of a movie this size. So just because they film something doesn't mean you should get mad at them. They made the decision not to include okay. it. Okay, bud. Okay, yeah, Jasmine. In the future, just remember what. Mr. Uh, Bowman told remember you that you're allowed to feel. Yeah, please remember your place. <laughs> Jasmine, Jasmine, just know just know that as as a son of a mother, I empathize with you. Okay. As a brother of a sister, I completely understand your plight. Can I tell you the scene that um, I thought kind of was almost really good in the deleted scenes and I can understand why they cut it was um, Tom Hardy's cameo so distracting it that scene i thought was actually pretty excellent the scene if if the listeners haven't seen it is basically it, it's finn and rose and dj on board the supremacy is that the name of snoke ship mm-hmm. uh, they're all in uniform in disguise and finn is worried that someone's going to recognize him and they get on the elevator and sure enough someone's like fn2187 and he's like, uh, and, and you know, it's really tense. And like, he's kind of going for his gun. And then literally Tom Hardy's like, hey, boy, what you doing? Hey, I didn't realize you got up and rang. And it's like, he has like a Larry the Cable Guy voice. And it's so silly. And it's also just very clearly Tom Hardy. <laughs> so it just, it feels weird and wrong. And like, I'm once again, I'm not mad at it. I think it's a good cut. And I'm glad that I have the ability to watch it. But almost all of the things that were cut were funny things, which tells me that at some point th- there was an imbalance of humor in the movie. I was going to say, um, I'll, I'll say that one you just mentioned and like Phasma's cup up and come up and and then cup ovens, cup, uh, cup ovens, a cup <laughs> ovens. Like oh, Phasma's cup ovens, I tell you. Yeah, those two, and then Ray, Luke, and the Caretaker Village. I feel like all three of those were ones where I, I, like you said, I'm glad that we have the ability to watch those. And I do think I would like, I'll go back from time to time and, and, and watch those like going forward because they are pretty entertaining on their own. And it's nice to be able to put that in your head canon of like, oh yeah, this also happened. But as far as a story goes, like 
you only need to tell me so many times that Ray is mad at Luke because he won't come back. And that was kind of just one more beat of like, oh yeah, Ray's still mad that Luke won't come back at the end of this scene. And then with like the whole Phasma and Finn thing, like, oh yeah, Phas- remember what Phasma did in Force Awakens? That was bad. So let's re- remind the audience of that. There was just little things where like we kind of need to move along. I kind of liken it to like uh, when you're putting like sports highlights together, like on Sports Center. Like you need to tell me how like the team won the game, and you're not going to show me every single point they scored, but you're going to show me all of like the the main things that led to them winning that game. And so at a certain point, like you don't need to show me like 10 dunks, slam dunks in a row at a certain point. If you just told me they dunked 10 times and you show me the best two, then I'll be happy. I guess so. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> no, that's a good analogy, actually. Thanks. Well, I, I, I was going to see like if you guys kind of agree with me on that, because I, I, I kind of saw all those, especially those three as it. it it really that's what it was you don't really need that at that point like you already know what the characters are feeling and you already know what needs to happen i think i would have been fine with one more like caretaker scene i was fine with them pretty much like even in all oh, the I loved scenes them. yeah like i would have been fine with a little bit more of them the I... what before you before you go on like i actually was thinking to myself today like i was trying to like think to myself how you could have fit, fitted that caretaker like a monthly party that they had without having that Ray and Luke stuff. Because I thought that especially like just like their faces and them making her troll the lightsaber and like the one didgeridoo guy who was like feeling himself really hard when he was blown into it. It was, there was like some hilarious stuff going on in that. So, so I'm like, I wonder, I wonder how you could fit that in without having to like, cause I think with the Ray and Luke aspect of that, like, we understood what was going on with them, and we kind of needed you, to move along in the movie. You could have just fit their little party in it, like in the background somewhere, and it would have been cute. Like you, it really you, you didn't have to have Ray go chasing off after him or anything like that. Yeah, and that reminded me too of uh, that one deleted scene, also where it was just kind of like the extended cut of like the initial meeting with the caretakers, and you have the one caretaker like giving Ray a stink eye while she's cutting the fish. <laughs> I'm like, why didn't you just leave that in? I could have. That so one was pretty. That uh, was a weird cut because it was literally like one second. Like it really was just one insert shot of a caretaker mm-hmm. giving her the side eye. Well, let's since we're talking about the caretaker village scene, I love this scene. The caretaker village scene is Luke points out. It, it, it follows his little uh, conversation with her about how the Jedi's legacy is failure, and. Apparently, in the original cut, after that, he pointed out the window of the cave, and there's a glass pane window in the cave now, and he points out there, and there's like a boat coming to shore, and he's like, these are marauder bands coming to raid the village, but if you stop them, they'll only get stronger, so a real Jedi wouldn't do anything. And then Ray runs really fast to save the caretakers. Turns out it's just the caretakers' boyfriends. But it's such a funny, fun scene. And you that moment of like Ray's motivation to like, and save them was really good. I, Why was it cut, do you think? I, I remember us talking about this uh, months ago because we, we read a description of this scene. And to me, reading this description, I thought, why on earth would you cut that? Because it, it made it seem like at this point in the movie, this is like the final straw with Ray. She leaves soon after this. Exactly. Um, and it she gets it's why she's so angry in that scene where her and Luke fight for a minute. 
Um, and also, by the way, it, it's also like the final push for Luke to like reach out and reconnect with the Force. Because right you, after this, he goes and talks to like communicates with Leia. Yeah. Did you watch the deleted scene with like did with Ryan Johnson's little commentary over it yet? I don't have the Blu-ray yet. I've just watched the oh, digital okay. one. Yeah, he uh, he kind of explains why they got rid of it. Like he does like a little commentary for each of these deleted scenes, and he I said, to hear "Riley's thought first. And instead then of the Ryan director Johnson of the movie, what were you gonna say? No, I I just think um, reading it, it seemed like I, I had no clue why they would cut it. Watching it, it felt very unpolished. Kind of, uh, it jumped around, and it didn't. It did not feel uh, smooth or edited as as cleanly as the rest of the movie did. And it could be just because they quit working on it earlier in in post production than the rest of it. But to me, it just watching that scene, it did not feel like the last the last Jedi as much as the rest of the movie did. Yeah, the what what Ryan Johnson said for this scene, and really every scene, it felt like from like the 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 second half of the movie onward it was always about pacing and i he said they the caretaker village one was probably the scene they went back and forth like maybe the most on like do we keep it do we take it out and he said basically they watched it both ways like over and over and they finally decided that like the the movie still worked basically in the same way when you took this scene out you kind of had the, the, the motivations for Ray and Luke were still well established if you kept it in or you kept it out. And also if you kept it in, it there was a we had reached the point of the movie where we kind of needed to start to get moving a little bit. That was what he said about that scene and the phasma scene and, and all those other ones. Like they just needed to move along at that point. Yeah, I, I think that's a pretty good observation. Like it it, it would have definitely it might have like over uh reiterated the point. Like as we all said, we watched the movie without that scene and loved it and didn't think, I really needed more motivation for Luke. You know, like it all made sense. So it obviously worked without it. But when you see it, it is so enjoyable that you think, wow, the movie wouldn't have been hurt by having it in. But if it's not any worse without it, then it should be cut. That's just good editing. Yeah, he's like Ryan Johnson said on like a lot of those scenes. I think some of like uh, like the documentary and like the featurettes too, where he was like he he tried not to worry too much about what they did cut because he knew that they were going to put it in the deleted scenes. <laughs> Which is really like cool on Ryan Johnson's part. Like he, it, it it feels like he really was thinking about the the Blu-ray release the entire time they were making this movie. Just in terms of like the director and the Jedi and these deleted scenes, he was always thinking like I'm going to make sure that the the fans get to see pretty much the how the sausage gets made from start to finish and they get to see all the different parts and so quick sidebar on that what does that mean for the force awakens blu-ray that came out which just had like a tacky corporate behind the scenes thing initially had no commentary had initially like three deleted scenes on it like does that just mean that jj abrams didn't really think about that side of things or was it was like lucasfilm just way more worried about the perception of the force awakens because they were trying to get star wars off the ground i think it was probably a little bit of both and i also think too um i know i maybe just the production of force awakens was stickier with the whole 
like Michael Arnthane and then with Harrison Ford breaking his leg. I know they talked about like there was a lot of legal implications, like they couldn't address that at all, really. And so there was just mm-hmm. maybe a few more snags with The Force Awakens as far as what you even could talk about. And I think it, I, you get the vibe from all these special features that Ryan Johnson definitely did want to do all of these behind the scenes things like this was just as important to him as making the movie itself was letting us see how it got made. Maybe it's like, it just happened to line up that, um, this happened to be a movie where everybody got along really well and everything went smoothly and everybody agreed on the vision of the movie. And so it was like, yeah, sure. Release that behind the scenes documentary. But like J.W. Rinsler's making of Force Awakens book, they were like, nah, don't release that. So I want to know why one scene in particular was taken out then, which well, is... Well, I hope we agree on the scene. Which one? We might. We might. I want to know why Luke's taking a moment taken out. Ooh, I wanted to talk about this one. Yeah. I have a, a lot theory. Of people complained about this. I have a theory why it was taken out. A lot of complained people complained. That it was taking out or complained that it was there in the first place? Complained that it was taken out. A lot of people have Basically, been like, why can't you include scene, this? Every scene I've seen comments like, oh, see, this, the movie needed this. This is why Ryan Johnson sucks. This should have been left in, which is stupid. Okay. But this one in particular. I have a theory why it was cut out. Okay, so this scene is, it's it's short, right? Like 30 seconds or less? It just, no, it just adds like five seconds. Of is that what it is? It okay. really is. Like, right? Yeah, it's, I think it's. 10 seconds or less yeah. so what it is 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 luke in his little hut after he kicks ray out or something and he just takes a moment and you can tell he's thinking about han doesn't he look at something of hans i forget what it is maybe but then it goes directly into directly into leia like with yeah. her hand on her head sighing like the exact same expression on their face and it's such a smooth transition. I feel like it had to have been in the movie for so long, and they took it out last second or something. I I have a theory as to why it was cut. Who gets to All say right. their theory first? This isn't the one that I wanted to be left in either, by the way. Oh. My yeah. my theory is that Luke has cut himself off from the Force, and he's cut himself off from everything. And... This movie does not paint a great picture of Luke Skywalker, and it's on purpose. It's people's biggest complaint, but I think it's on purpose. Luke is is just, he knew the First Order was out there. He knew Kylo was out there, and he still left. He left all of his friends, and he went to this place. That's not great of Luke to do, but it's what he did. So I think he made his peace a long time ago with what was going to happen in the universe, and that he wasn't I mean, going to really, have any effect on it. Why are people it. mad at Ryan? They should be mad at JJ. JJ started it. Exactly. Yeah, there's only so many things you can do with Luke running yeah. away from all this and leaving all of his friends to deal with it. Like, mm-hmm. he did this. And I don't know. I, I, I feel somehow. Yeah, I feel like he, he already made his peace that everyone was going to die and he wasn't going to be able to tell when they died because he cut himself off. Do you think, too, that that, like, the... the su- the fact that it was such a smooth transition from Luke to Leia that might have served to confuse the audience just a little bit. Like when we later learned that Luke cut himself off from the force, Isaac simpatico. That's exactly what I was thinking because it's such a smooth transition that it almost looks like they're communicating with the force, which loses the impact of later when finally Luke reaches out to Leia. But I 
guess I could see it. I don't think we would think that watching it after the fact because we know the whole. But in the moment, I could see that being. I just looked at it as good storytelling, (laughs) but I didn't think any that any force was involved at all with that at all. Yeah, I I I just think that that might have been a reason, but also. Yeah, no. I mean, I I agree. I I guess I don't understand beyond that why it would be cut. I tell you the scene that I I think I enjoyed the most weirdly out of all of them. I do understand why it was cut, but I enjoyed it so much. Was uh, oh, I have two actually. I'll I'll say my mm-hmm. first one, which is Poe and Finn meeting in the hallway. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What you you don't understand why that one was cut? Yeah, that was a really I, good scene. I just felt like it was way too much over explaining and talking and stuff. I was going to say that was. I feel like yeah. they could have cut some out of it, and I liked the tran. No, wait. No, I didn't like it. At first, I liked the <laughs> transition of uh, Poe being like, I just saved everyone and going directly into, hey, you're demoted, bud. But then I was like, that's way too cocky. I really don't like that at all. Oh, I know. Oh, hmm. I, di- I didn't like that at all. That's what I liked about it. Isn't it interesting how opinions work? <laughs> that's that's the, that's the very thing I liked about it. And I honestly, I just liked those two having a a moment together where they're like, "You go out to go off on a little mission." Yeah, yeah, okay, me too. I liked a little the little playfulness between them. The the biggest one though, that was the thing I just kind of thought of after the fact. The one that I really genuinely enjoyed most of all was um, Finn and BB-8. BB-8 no! trying to cheer Finn up. No, that was so bad. Oh, Jasmine, what? <laughs> when did you get experimental surgery to get your heart removed? <laughs> that, that is just so cheesy, corny. Like, ugh, no, 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 no. Oh, it did not like that scene. Kind of fed into where I remember asking in our Force Awakens discussion if Finn was just a little bit too contemporary of a character when he said at the end of the scene. It's a little weird that you recorded that. That's like a, a thing that we say. Like, it's weird that you did this, or I don't know. Yeah, it's it was too of this universe. world. Yeah, people yeah. would never say that things are weird. <laughs> Have you ever crazy. said anything That'd weird, Jake? Crazy. I didn't think so. That would be I've insane. Riley, As did you t- like that scene, buddy? Because Jasmine hates fun and doesn't hate like it. it. I don't know. I thought it was I great. I thought it was really funny. I thought it was really. I thought it was so emotional when he actually saw that moment. Maybe it's just because it obvious that like it wasn't finished. BB-8 looked really weird in it. No, no, his, no, no. His little like hyperactive spinning thing that was so weird looking. Well, yeah, obviously we have not our, finished uh, the CGI, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it wasn't totally finished, but I just felt like it was split table uh, of the week brought to you by chicken and a biscuit. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was a nice little funny thing. And you know what, Isaac, you're gonna have to come to terms with the fact that they're making Star Wars movies in 2018, and sometimes yes, it's agree. gonna it's it's gonna feel a little bit like it was made in 2018. D- disagree. I'm <laughs> not my, not my Star Wars. <laughs> in the 70s and 80s, people kind of talked like it was the 70s and 80s. Disagree. Were you in the 70s and 80s? I don't think so. Can you prove you're in the 70s and 80s? No! Your birth certificate says otherwise. So I was take in the back 80s, every word you so said. There. I can compare it to other 
movies no that i came I think out it was a nice little thing i think it also it was nice because finn realized that he he wants to find ray so badly and he knows and, and it gave him a little extra motivation and it explained why he was willing to leave the ship to go get ray to make sure that she was safe i like yeah it's fine that it, it got seemed... cut but i would have been fine with it staying in the movie too yeah, I mean, I guess it was cut because it was probably slightly redundant, but I, I, I just, I in it general felt like redundant. Finn, okay, you, I thought it was, <laughs> I just thought Finn was slighted a little bit in this movie. I, w- I wanted more of him, and, uh, I'll agree with that, I'll say I'll agree with that. And so I liked getting a little bit more motivation from him, because he was, he was, like, conflicted, like, what should I do, should I stay here with the fight, or do I go out and look for Ray? And bb it's like, you like Ray? Go out there and get her. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I personally um, like good things, so I thought it was great. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> here, buddy. Are we missing any major? Del- oh well, there's like extended scenes. I don't really count. Although there's the Phasma one, which came out a while ago. But oh, I don't think we've let's talk about, about that. It. Yeah, uh, I that is weirdly one where it felt like the reason why it was cut was just. Purely the execution of the scene was not very good. And it's another one that I feel like probably got cut early in the process, so they didn't spend a lot of time on it. So it probably could have been cleaned up. Yeah. Um, I think it could have been better. If it, yeah, yeah, they spent a little more time on it, I think I would have been totally fine with it being in the movie. Yeah. The way it was. Yeah, go ahead, Isaac. Well, I I think it was an instance also of they realized that this wasn't Phasma's movie or Phasma's moment, and so we. It's like I—I I think I don't think they needed to give her a moment necessarily. And that was another thing where, like Ryan Johnson said, we just kind of had to to move along at this point because we're trying to get off of this ship, and now we need to pause everything and but be like see, once again. Hey. People complained mm. that she didn't have a moment in the, that movie, and it made them mad. I feel like if she had a little bit more of a moment, people wouldn't have been as mad. Well, be Ryan Johnson is serving the story, not not the fans. And I agree from a storytelling standpoint, it's better to have a quicker confrontation. The thing that I just felt was once again back to Finn. I like the I like the idea of the scene. I like the idea of him trying to stand up to her and saying and trying to like rally the other stormtroopers on his side. And you just get a quick thing of her being so willing to immediately dispatch of her own troopers. But the way that it was cut with her shooting all of them seemed a little silly. Oh, see, I was just about to say, I hope they steal that for another star Wars movie. I love that. (laughs) I did not think it looked good. And I did not think that Finn's delivery of rebel scum was very good at all in that scene. So I just, and the dialogue itself wasn't very good. You beat us like a whoop hog. Not good. That's a, that's a line straight out of a prequel. Yes. <laughs> I did not think that was very good. So that was weirdly one, like, funny. It just didn't seem like it was a very good scene. And that's what I... No, it, I don't think it was a good scene. I think it could have been better. Why is it your better. favorite scene? Oh, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I I'm wish... Just, my least told how to feel tonight by men, so I'm just... <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> My least favorite scene in the whole movie takes place there, and it's BB-8 on the AT-8ST. I just don't... I literally have no feelings about that scene. I don't hate it or love it. It's a 
scene. It's always it is truly a thing that happens. It's always been mm-hmm. so goofy looking to me. I don't know. I just I've never enjoyed that too much. Uh, Here's the thing: it's a Star Wars movie. I can take a goofy thing. I know. It's just. I but think apparently other people can't. Like it didn't ruin the movie for me. I'm not gonna. You know, write a petition, but it's just. Well, just, you're certainly not going to buy the movie, so. Well, that's right. I haven't bought it yet because of that one scene. <laughs> what I like to think of in, in moments like that is like, if I was a kid, would I like that scene? I think the answer is totally. Like, I would think oh, that was sure. the coolest thing ever. Like, oh my God, BB 8 got to, like, ride a dinosaur. <laughs> it's not a dinosaur. <laughs> my brain's just tired. <laughs> but... No, I would love it as a kid, but I'm not a kid. And even though Star Wars is still for kids, I just, you know. If we didn't have anything more to say about that, I was going to mention just really quick uh, the extended father sequence. And yes. I uh, that was one. Another thing Ryan Johnson said during his commentary of that, that and I agreed with him definitely, that the it was what I think I saw. It was like five minutes, 50 seconds. Of, five uh, minutes. Of I didn't even make it through two minutes of that deleted scene. Like, yeah. I couldn't take it. <laughs> and, he, and he said, like, at a certain point, the audience understands that the fathers are running through Canto Bite and destroying <laughs> stuff. So you don't need to linger too long. But what I would have done personally, if I was director of the Star Wars movie, is I would have swapped out one of those like things that made the actual movie and replaced it with the spa and getting to see naked Kedpin Shocklop. I know. I wanted to see Kedpin in the real because they we were teased that though every character in the Canto Bite book was gonna be in the movie and then like all their scenes got cut. Yeah, like I, I'm kind of with you, Isaac. I the the interior of the and, and boy did I feel so so angry when I found out that there was actually at some point a massage parlor in the movie, and I read that <laughs> stupid short story for nothing. <laughs> um, but that interior, that set was amazing, and that big fat alien that was getting a massage was that was fantastic. Um. I think that I would have liked that instead of maybe like the third casino that they ran through in Mm -hmm. the final cut of the film. But definitely it completely lacked any kind of thrill or adventure because all the joke was, was there's all these rich people doing rich people things and then horses run through. And that got repeated approximately 10 times during the course of that scene. And boy, once again, like really awkward, bad uh, comedy was cut out too. Like the, there were some exchanges between Rose and Finn in that chase that were cut that were not good. Pause. Oh, the alternate opening oh, to the good. film. Yeah, so there was an alternate opening to the film, and this this was pretty mind blowing. I would have never thought that this was the opening, but basically, it started out like with stars as always after the opening crawl, but then it panned down, and you were looking into that shot of the overhead shot of Finn in the back to suit. And that's how the movie opened with him banging his head on the screen. Yeah. And I think that if you are hearing complaints about the humor now, if the movie started out with Finn bonking his head <laughs> and falling off the bed and pee squirting out of his suit, <laughs> uh, you would hear a lot more complaints about it. Yeah, after, especially after just seeing what the finished product was, that's one that I'm just like, yeah, I'm, they they made the right choice on that one. The opening scene is so strong now in the final cut of the film. It has such urgency right off the bat with that like fast zoom in down on the planet. Yeah, I'm really glad they didn't use that alternate opening. It's 
it's another thing that's like cool to see. But I think if it, if that was the movie, like that definitely would have that would have been lacking. That's uh, you, you kind of need to just get to the action. That that was kind of a unnecessary like divergence. I think that they even said like Brian Johnson even said that in the commentary. Like they realized that like you kind of need to, especially in a Star Wars movie, just get to the action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of like implies that the thing that we were waiting to see for these last couple of years was what happened to Finn laying in that bed. And I don't think that's what anybody really cared about at the end of the force awakens. So it was kind <laughs> of weird to be like, plus when this final cut of the movie allowed it to follow the same trajectory of TFA of having an introduction with Poe, then cut to Finn and then cut to Ray, which is something I hope they do. And, uh, episode nine i feel like he has to at this point right me too unless he's too stupid to see the motif oh five idiot. reasons jar jar abrams an idiot can't see motifs <laughs> i'm so much smarter than filmmakers who dedicate their entire <laughs> lives to making this thing <laughs> uh there's also the one where uh, Rose bit Hux's finger oh yeah oh, i did i actually really liked that scene. oh really i'm glad that i'm glad that one got cut me too. Know. That was she's, disgusting. She's not an animal. She's a person, and her name is Rose. She does that. <laughs> bit, she she did that spit thing too, which was like the most cringy thing ever. Yeah. Has anybody in real life ever spat? No. No. I'm, I mean, just in general. The ever. one good thing no. about the one good thing about watching that deleted scene is that I got to see uh, DJ again because he's great, oh, and I love his delivery of the line. Maybe it's perfect. Give him an Oscar. If they they should have an Oscar for one word, for like, like best one, one word. word line. Hey, reading. did you know that uh, the maybe line was um, like this in the same vein as um, "I love you, I know," where it was originally scripted differently by Ryan Johnson. Is but, that is that true? But yeah, yeah, but Benicio del Toro said like, "What if I just said maybe?" And Ryan Johnson's like, "Hey, that's better." That is better. Good, good call. Yeah, that's story. like the most quoted line of the movie. Like anytime Christina asks me anything, I look at her with that same face and go, "Maybe." <laughs> it's, and it's great. The best. I know you guys hate him, but I, I I'm, I'm no, being serious no. when I say I really like that line and the way he does it. It's great. Oh, I love that line. I've been worn down. <sighs> I've been worn down to he's fine. But yeah, that that line. I'll, I'll, I'll take that line. Every time he comes in the movie, it's uh, it's like, oh right. He is in the movie too, but I do genuinely I enjoy everything about him except for his cartoonish stutter. I'm <laughs> sure eventually I'll make peace with it, and uh, I'll be able to love my baby that I took home from the hospital. <laughs> and I do I also love to like appreciating now what what uh, Ryan Johnson did with Finn's character in this movie. And he gave him Rose as the angel on the shoulder and DJ as the devil on the shoulder. Like he gave him the two opposing viewpoints because Finn still hadn't made up his mind as to what he actually was. He like was just somebody who wanted to be with Ray and go off somewhere where they could be alone. And so now this movie forced him to make a decision and he was given two options by two diametrically opposed characters in terms of their life philosophy. But I think I, that's why I love the line maybe so much because that's the point where Finn realizes that DJ is just like full of it and that there is yes. a right side. Like that's the moment where he realizes the devil on his shoulder is uh, 
is leading him down the wrong way. Yeah, because he's like, DJ knows there's a right path and the wrong path. He just doesn't care anymore. Yeah. And Finn's like, I I'm, I can care, though. I care. Um, I, I care. It's me, Finn, and I care. He says that in the movie. Is there anything, because just to maybe wrap it up with, with some negativity, <laughs> there oh, anything that, like, that doesn't work for you? Maybe the ad at BB riding the dinosaur scene. Yeah, that's pretty much my only mean, thing. The movie overall, like the movie we got? Yeah, is there anything in the movie like, you, that like doesn't sit well with you at this point? I will say I'm that... I'm interested to hear this from Isaac, because I went back and listened to his initial reaction, and you, you were so unsure of how you felt about it. I'll give him time to think. Um, yeah, give me time. So Give him some time. That, that BB-8 scene is the only thing that I would be okay with it being cut out i just it just doesn't it's goofy to me but it doesn't ruin anything um having not watched it since it was in theaters just watching Mm. the deleted scenes it shame at this point i don't think it is and this may change once i watch it again i don't think it is my favorite star wars movie i think it is very solidly at, at number two as far as favorites go but i do still think it's the best Star Wars movie we've gotten. I think this is the best executed Star Wars movie that we have seen. I think it's beautiful and it's like it's number 2 but 1 and 2 are just right there. Empire and this are just they're just both so great. So it's not really a knock on this movie to say it's not my favorite yet and again that may change, but I I definitely think this is a better movie than Empire Strikes Back. In just wow. terms. Mm. Big talk right there. Yeah. Jazz Jasmine. Yes. Are you hundred percent on this movie? Is there anything that doesn't sit well with you? Like really, I think the only thing that just doesn't sit one hundred percent good with me is that little Ray and Luke joke moment. Like that's it. And I know a lot of people like that moment and I it just doesn't sit with me well. Everything You're talking else... about him like tickling her hand with the Yeah. Okay. I, that's it's weird to me and like the way she reacts it just i don't know it feels a little out of character and a little out of the moment and i don't super love it but everything else i'm perfectly okay with pretty much i mean we all know i don't love dj and his character whatever no his character's fine i don't love the way he portrays his character but mm-hmm. but i'm fine with it <laughs> i there's nothing about this movie that i hate in fact i love it a whole bunch <laughs> Yeah, I think the and only thing... That didn't change at all. That's good. Yeah, you're yeah. pretty much right on where you were before. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing that has stood out to me a little bit more, and I'm kind of with Riley, is I think this is maybe the best Star Wars movie. Maybe not my favorite, but boy, it's it's really up there. Um, I think that Rose was a character that was uh, a little underdeveloped it feels the more i rewatch it that she really only exists to move finn's story along and that's kind of unfortunate i wish that she had a little bit more to do i'm excited i I, i'm that might change once episode nine comes out. well and that's the thing she's one of like 12 resistance members left so hopefully Mm -hmm. she has more than just a love triangle in episode nine yeah, I would hope so. I was a little confused, like, 
no, never mind. Scratch, scratch that. I figured it out in my head as I was saying it. <laughs> but yeah, basically, just watching it again, I, I felt like you know would have been nice to get. I don't know if I needed more Rose, but just different things with her. Like, I don't know. It's hard to describe. She just still doesn't quite sit right as like a character with her own agency and purpose in the movie. Other than, you know, giving a really cool lesson about fighting for the things you love and then kind of dying. And that kiss, by the way, doesn't really work for me still. I forgot about that. Uh, the kiss yeah. and the explosion in the background. I think I it's, think it's intentional. Yeah. Like it's it's more like know. she likes him so much, and he still is just kind of like, yeah, you're my friend. Yeah, yeah I think I think that's it, why it works. It. Sorry, go I ahead. I think it's weird. It just I, the more I think about it, the more it seems weird for that to just pop up in a Star Wars movie. Because what do we have? Two kisses in the entire <laughs> what? The entire saga. Six set. Yeah. And one of them Tom siblings. Leia and, yeah. Anakin and Padme, like, once. like it's, So it just seems weird for these two characters who've just met each other and have no background, and she just goes for it. I think that's the point, though, is, like, he's, I not, know, he's not feeling it. Well, because like remember, George Lucas, like, has... He's, like, on record as saying, basically, that a kiss on the lips is Star Wars sex. Like, that's... <laughs> he considers that, like, the consummation wow. of a relationship. Yeah, well, he's not in charge anymore, so you can have people kiss. In my heart... He's in charge of my life. So I'll say that this movie, it seriously has become like every other Star Wars movie for me, where there are my favorite parts, and then there are the parts that aren't my favorite, but those parts don't really affect me adversely in any way. They, 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 like, I'm, I can wait for the next part. Like, it's, it's really hard for, like, two hours of a movie to 100% like engage every one of your emotions. But uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, my only little, little quibble with The Last Jedi is actually something that Rose does. And this is just like my personal taste because to me, Sorry, it's like, super, you know, yeah, what are you going to do? It's super women. awkward and me. super embarrassing to watch when <laughs> she calls DJ a line snake. And then she does like this, like shoulder shimmy shake. And like starts to like try, she tries to scoot her knees on the floor like a little baby, and it just like it, it, it makes me cringe every time. Yeah, she it, it's I think actually it's kind of oh, like that. She starts to she squirms her entire body. She says, "You lion snake," and then she starts to act like a snake, and it just makes me feel uncomfortable. You maybe snake, you slither like this. Maybe it's just because of this other Discord that we're in. But I cannot take anybody screaming about Rose anymore because yeah, I'm I just over it. hate everyone that hates rose now what i hate uh, is that it's become, i definitely don't hate rose i just i just didn't like her acting like snake what i hate is like <laughs> the the discussion around rose and holdo is just worse than ever i'm not in the discussion oh, very often yeah. but it's now just like an accepted fact that they're both uh horrible characters, horrible characters that weren't existed. needed and they're like they've they've kind of become the jar jar of this movie uh, if, if that shame. makes sense, and it's such a shame. Um, but you know, yeah, that's only like if you ask white middle-aged males. Let me back up and just say I I don't hate or even dislike Rose. I like more of her. If I hated her, I would say I wanted her out of the movie. Which is what most people are saying. Yeah, most people hate her. I just want people to know that I'm great. My official stance on Rose the whole time basically was that she was fine. Like I'm not gonna. I don't, have a strong emotion towards her so 
but she was fine. But I'm, I'm not going to like go over though and like go like all the way the other way and, and try to convince people that she's like the perfect embodiment of a fiction character. Yeah. You know no. what? Can I defend a, a, a character that I just uh, dissed a little bit? I implore yes, you. But then Rose. also we should probably quit soon. <laughs> yeah, we, we will. Lando was introduced in Empire Strikes Back and he has like two scenes. He's a suave, cool guy, but I think that we only like love Lando because he came back in Return of the Jedi and was such an integral character. If he was only in Empire, that was our only perception, you'd think, yeah, that new Lando character was okay. He didn't really have a lot to do. I mean, do. he's actually, he's kind of a butt. Yeah. I mean, actually, I mean, you really like him when he gets the Return of the Jedi. He's that's, not a that's, great dude. That's true. So I'm, I guess I'm saying, like, I shouldn't pass judgment on Rose based on this, you know, one movie. She's, she'll be in the next one and do stuff, too. I, I you know what I always say? Like pass kidney stones. Quite a bit in her performance. Yeah. Pass kidney stones, not judgment. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, we'll and have to wait note. for nine, and hopefully they, like we said, they do more than just have her involved in a love triangle and, like, pining after after uh, Finn the whole time, so I don't know. That would also be a shame. I feel like they're smart enough to avoid that. Yeah. Yeah, the the um, writer of Batman v Superman would avoid such tropes. <laughs> a movie I like, so yep. hey. Yep. <laughs> JJ will avoid it. I believe in JJ. <laughs> yeah, I think so. We're Is done. that it? Are we done talking about The Last Jedi for now? We didn't really talk about The Force, which we were maybe going to do, but we oh, can yeah. save that for another Force episode sometime. I wouldn't have minded talking about when the behind-the-scenes all... stuff, too, like when we all seen like Director and the Jedi. and Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we'll, come back. The we'll come back to this. Behind the scenes. Yeah. You do need to talk about that. Actually, we could probably combine that with a uh, like the art of book and the... Uh, mm-hmm. that oh, be great! Yeah. We never, we never talked about those, so we could combine all that into one, probably. Let's do it. All right, there's a preview for what's happening, unless I cut this out. Um, okay. All right. Well, that's it for our quick revisit to the Last Jedi. We'll probably revisit again soon. Is that it? Are we done? Yep, we're okay. done. Bye. Thanks. <laughs> no, follow us Bye. on uh, follow us on uh, Twitter at Grand Moff Talkin. The rest of us, I don't want to say it all, so just whatever, look in the description. Yeah. Send an email, grandmoftalkin at gmail.com, or join our Discord server and talk to That's us. That's the important thing. It's fun. We're all in there having fun, and we swear it's not just us. There's like three other people. <laughs> just kidding. There's like There's more. 25 people. There's like 25 people in there. You can There's be like tw- all our fans. You could be the Oceanic 26th. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's it. Thank you for listening. This has been Grand Moff Talkin' Delicately Curated, long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga tailored to the modern fanatic, brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your hosts, Riley, Jake, Jasmine, Isaac. Find you someone who loves you the way that Rose loves acting like a snake. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>
didn't look into it. Okay. Isaac, you, you crinkling stuff directly into the microphone? I'm eating chicken in a biscuit. Hold on. Yeah, I can hear, I can tell that you're eating chicken in a biscuit. Yeah, you are eating it really hard. Are you only eating the wrapper? <laughs> oh boy. All right. You know what? Fine. I'll move on to my peanut butter eggs. Those one crunch as loud. Peanut butter eggs? You're still crunching so loud. And what is a peanut butter egg? I, I'm sure it's I like a Cadbury, but I'm just totally thinking he made scrambled eggs with peanut butter in it. Ew. <laughs> as far as you know. Yeah, that's what I'm going to believe from now on. Crunchiest eggs I've ever heard. <laughs> he left the shells you gotta, in. You gotta put them in something. Speaking of cabinets, do we have anything uh, we need to Hold on one second. Net? Is there any... I'm about to make a bunch of noise. Oh boy. What a polite young man warning us before he makes noise. Okay. Oh, hold overrated. On. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I had to kill my cat. Oh. <laughs> what was your weapon of choice? Uh, he was already on the oven, on the stove, so I just turned it on and burned him to death. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Well, he shouldn't have been up there. And that's why I had to get up to make shooting ten noise. dogs comment I made on that George Lucas <laughs> episode. Uh, let's open up a pod grooming bag and let's put it in the microwave to make sure it's hot and fresh. Next to my cat. Uh, next to your cat, it'll be burned up. Um, and then we'll put it that's in the dead my cat cabinet. That's brother you're talking about. <laughs> Do you guys you're have my brother, brother cat? We have brother cats. <laughs> You know, me and Christina talked about this tonight. What if you just like if you just took like a week and you made a thousand Apple iTunes accounts <laughs> to give yourself a thousand reviews? Like you would immediately shoot to the top of the charts. I feel like they I think catch we're cracking the code tonight. <laughs> I think we're gonna do it with our last podcast. We're gonna come right out of the gate with a thousand reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that out. Jasmine what is, is what? typing. Now. Sorry, I had to type something really quick. It's my bad. And now there's crackling. Oh well, God, I took advantage. Is... I saw an opportunity. <laughs> and I this there. is the worst. Whenever I what? made my own team in a, in a Madden game, I would be in Alaska and I would make my uniforms brown and black and they were very ugly. Oh my <laughs> gosh, Riley. On what? NCAA football, I always would create like the University of Anchorage, and their yeah. color was always brown. Yeah, what? dude, we're the same. What a weird connection.